Well, good morning, friends. It's an early morning. I have not uh, taped a podcast in quite a while because I had such a busy month of July. So I got all of July done early. So this is for August 3rd. It's a Tuesday morning. It's podcast number 343. Um, We're getting away from Mark for a little bit um, just because I've been listening and reading so much. Um, that I just decided to kind of do a couple just standalone messages. So this message would be, if you're putting a title on your page, My Times Are In His Hand. And uh, we're going to look at some scriptures. Let's go to Psalm chapter 31. Reading a great book um, by Charles Spurgeon. It's actually been put together, a bunch of his sermons on the power of scripture. And so... When I, when I preach to you, and even when I tell stories, the stories that I would tell you would lead us back to the Scripture. It's always my desire to stay in the Scripture, not my opinion, but to stay in the Scripture. Obviously, as I share things, there are times when I share what I believe that Scripture says. Um, but I want you to stand upon what the Scripture says, not upon what Gary says or other people say, but stand upon the Scripture. In Psalm 31... It's a psalm of David. Not all of the psalms are psalms of David, but many of them are. But in Psalm 31, verse 14, it says, But I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. And then the first part of chapter or verse 15 says, My times are in your hand. Um, David was a, a man after God's own heart, it says in 1 Samuel and also in the book of Acts. Um, and that's God who spoke about him. When Samuel went to anoint a new king, and he would look at the outward appearance of David's brothers and said, surely this is God's anointed. And God would say, I don't look at the outside, I look at the heart. And David was a man after God's own heart. And I would challenge each of us um, to, to lay our hearts bare before the Lord in prayer. I don't know. I know it seems like kind of a different statement or a weird statement, but the reality is that God is the one who created us. God is the one who knows us. And as David says here, our, my times, are our times are in his hands. I heard a story yesterday and I thought it was good. Let me share this with you as you turn to Ephesians chapter 2. There was a man named H.A. Ironside who lived from 1876 to 1951. He was a teacher, he was a preacher, he was a theologian, a pastor, and an author. He was a busy man. And all of those things would suggest that he spent his time in the Word, right? He's a teacher, he's teaching the Word. He's a preacher, he's preaching the Word. He's a theologian, studying the Word. He's a pastor, sharing that Word with his flock. And he's an author who writes books about the Scripture. But one day he was on a train... And uh, he's sitting there minding his own business when the door to the train opens and in walks a gypsy. The gypsy looks around as she walks down the aisle and she sits next to 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 H.A. Uh, Ironside, clueless as to who he is. She sits down next to him and she opens her hand towards him and says, I will tell you your future or excuse me, I will tell you your life story, your past, your present, and your future if you will put just a few coins in my hand. 
and Pastor Ironside. So that's an interesting thing. But I can tell you this. I already know my past. I already know my present. And I already know my future. She looked stunned. She looked amazed. And she said to him, how could you possibly know that? And he said, I have a book inside of my coat pocket that tells me my past, my present, and my future. Let me share it with you. And he pulls it out. And he begins to read from Ephesians chapter 2. He says, first of all, let me tell you my past. Verses 1 through 3. And you were dead, underline were dead, in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, underline once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Verse 3. Among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying our out the desires of the body and the mind, and were, underline were, by nature, children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So he says, this is my past. These are the things I once was. I was once dead of my sin. I once followed the course of the of the of this earth and the way they lived. I once lived in the passions of my flesh, carrying out the desires of that and in my mind. And I was a, I was a children, uh, a child of wrath by nature. So people, that's our past, and it needs to be in the past. We no longer walk in our sins. We no longer walk in the trespasses uh, of the past. We no, long, no longer walk by the course of this world that we may have st- are still been following, and it's time that we lay those things down. She looked a little befuddled, and he said, well, let me continue. Don't, don't walk away yet. As she tried to get away, he goes, well, let me tell you my, my present. I told you my past. Let me tell you my present. Verse 4, but God, underline but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive, underline that, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up, raised us up, that's our present situation. He raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are raised up. We are seated with him. That is now. That is now. That's not a later. That's not in the future. We are now seated with Christ. Turn to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him. And glory gives us again the past, the present, and the future. We are raised with Christ. We are seated with Christ. At this time in the story, the gal is, is, is ready to get up and she's ready to run. He goes, no, 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 don't leave yet. Let me tell you my future. Verse seven, so that in the coming ages, underline coming ages, he might show the, he might show the immu- immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no man could boast. Look at verse 10 about our future. For we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we've been saved. We've been presented with works to do that he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. 
by this time, the gal is, is getting ready to leave and he holds out his hand and he said, I just told you your past, present and future. And you don't have to put any coins in my hand. Jesus paid the ultimate price for our life, past, present and future. And so we need to say as David, I trust in you and you alone, O Lord, and my times are in your hands. We get up each day. We have plans. We have things that we need to do. We have, we have things that we want to get done. That's natural. That is something that we all do. But we need to submit um, our lives to God, realizing that he is in full control. Turn to Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16 in verse 25. Proverbs 16, 25 says this, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is the way to death. It is, it is up to us to submit our lives to the one who created us. There's a great story Spurgeon tells or trying to tell us about getting into the scripture and how important it is to get into the scripture. He said, if I'm reading a book by an author and I know that that author just lives down the street from me. And I have a question about the book. I set the book down. I leave my door. I go down the street. I knock on his door. And, I, and when the author opens, he says, sir, I have a question about the book you have written. And he may invite me in and we may sit down. And, and I open up my heart and I say, hey, this page of this particular book, I have this question. Can you tell me what you were thinking when you wrote this? He said, wouldn't you do that if the author lived down the street? I said, of course you would. But he said, the author of our lives doesn't live down the street. He lives within our hearts. The Bible says in, in Corinthians, Paul says, do not know that you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost resides in us. And because he resides in us, when we have a question about life and we have a question about anything that relates to our lives in Christ or our lives in general, all we have to do is talk to the author because the author lives within us. So today I just told you your past, your present, and your future, all from Scripture. And it didn't cost you anything, but it cost Jesus everything. I trust in the Lord alone, and my times are in his hands. And yours are in his hands as well. So today, as you listen to this, today as you live, be reminded that although you have plans, God has a purpose for your life. <clears throat> and we need to know that he is in full control. So would you submit to him today and would you say, Lord, my times are in your hands. My past you've taken care of. At present, teach me to walk in your spirit. And I know full well that because you've taken care of my past and because I'm walking in you and walking in your ways, I know that my future is taken care of. Let me pray for us. Numbers chapter six, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you till we talk again.